Good evening, ladies and gents, guys and girls. Welcome to the Boss Wrestling Podcast. We're on to episode two. Um, bit of a shorter one tonight, mainly just because there's not been a lot really going off in WWE. Also, with the heat wave over here, things like that, I'm just absolutely shattered. Um, tonight, <clears throat> main points we're going to talk about are the White family, with their debut, uh, firing of Vicky Guerrero on screen, Matt Morgan's TNA release, and anything else I can think of in the meantime. With the White family, debuted on Raw. It was a good debut. To be honest, I've liked them to have been on screen a little bit longer than they were. It was more, I thought, of a teaser rather than a debut. Um, all night, for those of you that haven't seen it, they basically hyped them up by showing that a WWE.com reporter had gone to the white, find the white compound. Um, basically, what you saw was the camera. Or the view of the camera, sorry. Um, the person got to where the supposed white compound is. Got shown through the house by Luke Harper. Um, sort of shown to Bray. He was supposed to talk. Next segment you got halfway through the uh, Kane match with Christian. Um... Basically, lights went out, said, we're here. The only thing you really saw, I mean, the entrance was pretty cool. Basically, you had complete darkness in the arena. Bar the whites walking down with Bray holding a um, lantern, walking down the aisle. Um, once they'd walked down, lights came back on. Camera on the ring and came with sandwich by the other two guys while Bray sat at ringside in a rocking chair. Basically, the beat came down. Um, they've basically pulled him to the side of the ring, ran him into the ring steps, took the top half of the ring steps off, used the side that's got the V cut out of it. And um, sort of obviously safely pretended to cave his head in with the um, steel steps. Now, <clears throat> they've used this to take Kane out of Money in the Bank. I don't actually know if Kane's got a legitimate injury or if it's just a um, storyline builder that they don't want him to work money in the bank and get basically into a feud with the Whites a little bit way later on not entirely sure um, one of the funny things I found which shows how bad WWE are for reusing talent at the moment same as like they did with Curtis Axel when he came out and everyone was chanting McGillicuddy as soon as Bray White was on screen, that's it. The fans were openly chanting Husky Harris at him. Obviously, he ignored it 
you could sort of see a little bit of a grin on his face, um, but ignored it and played the angle anyway. I just thought that was brilliant, the fact that WWE fans are showing, like the universe or whatever you want to call it, are showing the creative team you're being dumbasses and reusing talent too quickly. Um, but yeah, it was... To be honest, I found it a bit anticlimactic. All these weeks of build-up and build-up and build-up. And basically, the attack came, took him out of the match, and that's it. Rumours are... The, there's going to be a six-man tag at SummerSlam of the White Family versus Kane and two other partners. Now, chances are it's going to possibly be Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan, same guys that took on Shield, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, I mean, they were hoping for Undertaker to come back for SummerSlam, but that's looking very unlikely at the moment. Um, so there's no real plan of who they'd actually use for it currently. Um, on to Vicky Guerrero. For those of you that haven't seen SmackDown, uh, sorry, Raw on Monday, spoiler alert, she's been fired as general manager. They basically, for some strange reason, put Brad Maddox as the new general manager of Raw. Um, of Raw. Okay, Maddox as GM, see what happens basically, see if they do it as a on-purpose mess up to get back in power or quite what it is. The whole thing they were mainly using it for, as far as we know, is I believe it's for WrestleMania they're setting up for Triple H versus Vince. Quite why, I'm not entirely sure, really. Um, yeah, I suppose it's going to be a good draw, but, you know, been there, done that, come on. I mean, we've had it all before. I mean, look back at the WrestleMania, where it was Vince versus Shane, and that sort of thing, and... Yeah, we've been there, we've done that WWE, come on. Let's sack that off. Let's actually get something meaningful out of it. One rumour that has been going around is... At the end of Raw as Ricky was walking out, Ryback decided to take her box of stuff out of her hand and give her a huge hug. One of the rooms going round is that they want Vicky to be Ryback's manager. Let's see it working. Might work, might not. No idea really until we see how it develops over the coming weeks. Just seeing it on SmackDown that Vicky basically runs into the crowd and gets escorted out by security. So it is something there that they're trying to possibly make it that she's going to do something a bit crazy to try and get a job back. What that'll be, who knows, but this is WWE. 
sometimes creative are really open with things and predictable, sometimes they're not. To be honest, I'm more going to lean towards that she'll break in, beg and plead and that sort of thing, get told where to go. I'm half expecting to end up being put on SmackDown as general manager um, or a lackey for Teddy Long and then to put Booker T on Raw or something when he comes back from injury. Right, on to the next bit. Matt Morgan. Um, basically, he's asked for his and been granted his release from TNA. I stated it's the best thing for his family um, and for himself at this time. To be honest, I can see why he's done it. He's rarely used him on telly in the past, like, three months. And with the current spate of releases and not paying people and Apparently TNA are yet again in the whole thing of they've not or they're late paying half of the stars and the top stars at that as well. I can see why he's left. To be honest. Um I mean, to be honest, if he wants to make a load of money, all he's got to do is go to Japan again. So when he was in Japan, him and Matt Bloom, Tenzai, uh a train, whatever the, I can't remember what it was in Japan now. Um, but over in Japan, those two were completely, they were stupidly over in Japan. It was just a case of you could put them in any main event and itself. Whether or not that's because they're American or whether it's just a case of because they're big Americans and stuff like that, or really big guys that you don't really get that often in Japan. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, basically just got to see what happens from here. But he was right to leave. He was being underused like hell. I mean, yes, he was underused in WWE, but he was getting a lot more pay than he was in TNA. Um, next thing would be the WWE Developmental Centre um, that's been opened, or sorry, Performance Centre, sorry, that's been opened this week. Um, it's drawn a lot of attention on Twitter from ex-superstars, um, people wanting to train, things like that. They really, really have stepped up their game with it. Um, they've basically, in the middle of Orlando, in the middle of Florida, bought a huge center, turned it into like pretty much a developmental area. So you've got the rings, the gym, um, all the workout areas, all the training stuff. You've got all the trainers are going to be there, so you're going to have same as Bill and Mark. Um, you're going to have like Norman Smiley there, um, Joey Mercury, all these guys that do all the training these days are going to be there. And by the sounds of it, they're going to run NXT out of there as well. It could be a really good move for WWE, it could be totally rubbish, 
Um, one thing I'm hoping for is that they actually use it and maybe bring back Tough Enough a bit for a while, just to let some of the low guys come in that want to try out and do a sort of another Tough Enough series that the winner goes on to NXT or something like that would be really cool in my opinion. Just to bring that little bit back of where they used to have it every year and when it was originally on you got guys like Maven on there and you'd got John Morrison on there and stuff like that that would come through and were absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, talking of WrestleMania, SummerSlam, that sort of thing. Um, there's been a lot of talks, like I said. Undertaker won't be back. They don't expect at the moment. Rob Van Dam. I think a lot of um, a lot of the plans are for an RVD CM Punk um, feud. If it works, it would be great. If it doesn't, then it's something else. See how it goes. To be fair, most of the people that's the top draws in WWE RVDs fought before, whereas he's never fought Punk really, and it would be one of these things that would be absolutely brilliant to see compared to some of the other people in the company. I mean, yeah, everyone loved it when he beat Cena, but come on. Not being funny, it was the whole setup for the restart of ECW, and that was it. Um, one thing in TNA that's sort of taking interest at the minute is the main event Mafia angle against um, Aces and Eights again. Basically, Sting's building up the Mafia again. They're trying to say that some people that are new to it, but they're not. Um, at the moment, you've got Stinker, Angle, Samoa Joe. Um, you've got Magnus. And they have... They did get another one last night. We don't get Impact till Sunday over here in the UK. Um, I'm just trying to remember because I read it earlier. Uh, I can't remember who it was now. That they were actually getting for it. No, completely gone. Um, the whole storyline is as well. Chris Sabin, the making out Chris Sabin's going to cash in the uh, X Division title for the World Heavyweight Championship against Bully Ray. Basically, for those of you that haven't watched TNA, they have a light heavyweight type belt called the X Division title. And if you are the X Division title holder, because the X Division is basically about no limits, there's no weight limits, there's none of this crap of they stopped the high flyers doing stuff and things like that. Um, they're basically bought in a clause 
that if you're X Division Champion you can actually cash it in, vacate the title in order to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship, which it gives them a bit of originality with things like that. But yeah, it's one of those things that I don't know exactly why. Why you'd sort of do the whole storyline of taking away a championship from someone that's just won it just so they can battle the main heel of the company. Um, trying to think of other things. Uh, can't really at the moment. If you do want to ask me any questions or anything like that, I am on Twitter. It is at Wolfpack underscore Aribos. I do have my account set to private just because of um, not having all the bots and everything like that following me. So if you do listen to this and want to ask me anything, follow me. Use the hashtag AskAriBoss. Um, if you want to drop me an email, drop it to me at my Gmail address and I'll pick it up. It's Aribos666, that's A-R-I-B-O-S 666 at com. Um, if you are on Twitter, like I say, Wolfpack underscore Aribos, drop me a follow. If you want to have a shout out, any questions, anything like that, get in touch. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, if you think it's good and want to help me actually get it off the ground up and running a bit more um, professional and afford to be able to actually buy the web hosting, things like that, or you can help me in that area, please feel free, give me a follow drop me an email, anything like that, and thanks very much for listening, this has been episode 2 of the Arabos Wrestling Podcast, if there's anything else you want help with, or there's any questions or anything like that, let me know, like I say, um, thanks very much, and I'll see you next episode.